Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean, the weekend edition. First with yesterday's news, first with Saturday's news. I am Glenn ZB, and uh, this morning we need to talk about the most expensive pavlo that ever baked, perhaps. Uh, Shortland Street. Uh, it's it, it just If you thought it was the worst thing ever, it's got worse. Uh, protecting Irish... Uh, but before any of that, uh, I, the Chiefs, great win. So I'm going to start with the Chiefs. I always like to start with the Chiefs if I can. Uh, but really, it was all about Fiji. So I've been watching a fair bit of the build-up. Uh, Colin Cooper's made some great comments as well. Just about embracing the lifestyle, the culture and everything else. I just love seeing the kids. None of them are wearing shoes. They're all squealing at the top of their voices. It's just like Santa's come to town, isn't it? Mate, a funny thing happened yesterday morning. I went out for a walk um, just along the waterfront and... It sometimes happens, a couple of kids sort of come along and they kind of latch onto you and, you know, where are you from? Are you here from, you know, just talking away, not, not saying very much, but it's just something, you know, um, you know, that just happened and they were wearing rugby jerseys and I was sort of asking them, you know, were they going to the game and what have you. And some of the Highlanders players um, were, were across the other side of the street and I said to them, go over and say hello to them. And they were too shy to. Ben Smith came across the road and sell out of these kids. And uh, this kid, will, uh, one in particular, will walk away. He won't forget that for years. Um, he knew exactly who he was talking to as well. Wow. Um, it's a, quite a humbling sort of a thing to have witnessed. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's incredible passion there. There's a, and, of course, it's such lovely people. Yeah, obviously, though, it took Ben Smith's mind completely off the game. Uh, and this Highlanders just couldn't. Perform. What a shame. Uh, now, uh, Kerry McIver has gone to Ireland. It hasn't stopped her doing her show, though. She's just doing it from there and uh, talking about protecting the Irish language. I wanted to ask you how threatened is the Irish language? Because everywhere we've travelled, we've seen the signs in English and in Gaelic, and that seems a good sign. Well, the Irish language has been with us for many thousands of years, so 350 BC when the Celts came to Ireland. But in the recent developments of the language have been initiatives since the foundation of the state in 
So the goodwill is there, and um, Irish Language Radio, which was founded or set up in about 1973 or so, is a popular radio station, as is uh, a relatively new Irish language television station, TG Car, that was set up in 1996, and it has got a niche in particular areas. Now, it shows quite a lot of stuff in bilingual form and in English, but um, it's been a, a claimed success. Is it, it's fun to listen, listen to Irish people speaking if they're speaking Irish, though, and not in English with an Irish accent? Ah, just gave myself a headache thinking about that. Doesn't take much, does it? It's because of my incredibly small brain, you see. Uh, we're going to get to Shortland Street, the musical, shortly, unfortunately. Uh, but first, Frances- Francesca Rudkin was actually on it once, and uh, she was standing in for Jack Tame as well. So that's, that's two amazing things that she's been on. So I had a few lines, which I believe were cut from the final episode, as were my close-ups when the plane was going down. Actually, I don't know, because to be honest with you, I couldn't watch it. I had to make my mum watch it, and that's what she thinks happened. But quite frankly, she could have been off making a cup of tea while I said my three lines. The footage that did make the episode involved me lying in mud under a plane wing. Dear Lionel would come running up to the wing, crying out for Kirsty. He'd lift the wing, realise it was just the dead extra who'd fluffed her three lines. He'd drop the wing back on me and continue in search of his loved one. Unfortunately, my plane wing was always in the back of the shot, so I lay in the mud with hot water bottles under me until Lionel found his Kirsty. So I know it's easy to sit on the couch thinking you could do better, but trust me, acting is hard and it requires talent and bravery. So I've got a lot of respect for the cast of Shortland Street. They make it look easy. They work in fast turnaround television and in my experience, they're lovely people. I might have just been lying dead in mud, but on that day, the makeup artists, director and art department made me feel like a hero for my effort. It was an honour to die on Shortland Street. After 26 years, Shortland Street is a Kiwi institution. Yeah, I think most people I know have been on Shortland Street. I don't even think some of, some of them, I don't even think they were deliberately on it. I think they just looked around and realised that they were on it. That's that's often how it happens. Uh, Not sure if the same will be true of the musical. Maybe I'll end up in it. Acting, singing, writing. I mean, really, you are a triple threat, aren't you? Well, I don't know how threatening I am, but um, I I do think you need to diversify if you want to keep your head above water as an artist in New Zealand and Australia. So lucky for me, I love writing and I love singing and I love acting. And I also love directing. So it means that there's always something creative to do, which is Mm. a joy. And triple threat, actually triple threat generally is acting, singing, dancing. I don't imagine dancing's a problem for you either, is it? Well, yes, it is. (laughs) You can't be great at everything, Lisa. I think I might be dyslexic because when they go one way, I want to go the other. And uh, my sister's the dancer in the family, and I'm happy for that to stay stay as it is. <laughs> I, I did notice on one of your agents' websites that your skills also involves stilt walking. Look, my dad built me some wooden stilts when I was young, and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I haven't been up on stilts for years, but I'm kind of keen if anyone wants to include it in a show. <laughs> I was going to say, you probably don't get offered a lot of roles and people say, oh, and look, Lisa, by the way, you'll need to be on stilts. Yeah, look, I have been offered some weird roles, as we know. We've seen me do lots of strange things like share a sheep and um, 
ride off into the sunset when I couldn't ride at all. But um, no, stilt walking hadn't come up yet. But I, you know, I hold out hope. When was the last time you saw somebody on stilts? I'm not talking about like professionally, like in a circus situation. I'm talking about, you know, just a kid making some stilts and walking around on them. Does that happen anymore? I used to make my own stilts. Jeez, I sound old and crusty when I say things like that, don't I? Uh, we're gonna we're gonna finish up with the is it the world's most expensive pavlova ever? So explain this one point six million dollars for a pavlova because that's you know I like pavlova as much as the next person but that's one pricey pav. Well, we're sort of because we, we, the, 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 there's been a, a, an, an effort here to try to get the best value for New Zealand out of these film productions, and one of them has been this rather ill-fated effort to sort of the shoehorn New Zealand references that might encourage people to come to New Zealand. And this extended to the filming of the series Power Rangers, which is about a series of sort of um, super-powered martial arts teens. Um, and that was filmed in Auckland, and they got an extra $1.6 million for inserting New Zealand a bunch of times into their scripts. They had a, a character from New Zealand. Um, you mentioned rugby once or twice. But there's also an episode where uh, it was entirely taken up with uh, this character trying and failing mostly to bake a pavlova. Mm, now, the then arts minister, Chris Finlayson, uh, did he think that was particularly good value for money? No, I was, I was surprised at how scathing he was, really. Um, Mr. Finlayson, admittedly, is a man more um, into the high arts like opera than, um, <laughs> than Power Rangers. Um, but no, he, he described these as extremely corny. Um, and indeed, the film commission rather sheepishly told me that. Um, uh, they've tightened the criteria around these sort of bonus payments since, <laughs> um, and Power Rangers subsequently hasn't been asked um, to, you know, mention Pav and rugby and racing and beer. <laughs> Pleased to hear it. What about mince and cheese pies? Are we there? Do we get more excited about mince and cheese pies here than anywhere else in the world? Just throwing that out. I just want something savoury. I'm not really a dessert guy. That's that's all I'm saying. Not that I'd pay $1.6 million for a mince and cheese pie, unless I've had a really, really big night, and then you'd pay anything, wouldn't you? I am Glenn ZB. That has been News Talk ZB in the weekend edition. I will see you back here again tomorrow, and now my mouth is watering and I really want a pie. Why do I do this to myself?